Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Johnson from Bethel Lady Church. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We are so glad we could connect with you through this podcast. Please ensure you subscribe to receive new messages every week. We pray this podcast builds your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and motivates you to live a life of excellence for the glory of our Lord. Thank you for your support. Enjoy the message. It's unusual that uh, we use the church channel for anything except propagating the word of God. But so many of you have been asking questions to the pastoral team from within the church about uh, vaccinations, our response to the COVID, sending children to school, usual uh, COVID behavior when we reopen the church. So I thought it's best because these are not really spiritual questions. These are medical questions. I thought it's better to have a medical professional answer that for us and a variety of doctors in our church and we thank God for all of them. But Dr. Emmanuel and I were talking the other day and I felt in my heart that uh, it would be good if he could answer these questions. Dr. Emmanuel works with uh, the very famed Dr. Devi Shetty and is the CEO of all the hospitals of Dr. Devi Shetty, about 36 medical centers across a variety of countries uh, with about over three and a half thousand doctors working under his leadership and uh, Dr. Emmanuel is a very faithful, uh, committed with his family, a wonderful family in the church and uh, he was gracious enough to give us his time out of his, as you can imagine, a loaded uh, uh, schedule that he has in his secular life. But So join along in this video which we're going to make it into two or three parts. Now, welcome to the first interview that I have ever done, uh, and it's with Dr. Emmanuel, and it's the topic, COVID. The second set of questions are, the third wave and its spread. Question one, is a third wave a sure eventuality? How worried we should be about the third wave or the new strains of COVID-19? The two sub-questions that you all sent were, are they likely to spread faster and more dangerous than the second wave? Second one, is it expected to begin soon or when is it expected to begin? What are the details? What should we know about it? Uh, from whatever we have learned from pandemics in the past and the way the current pandemic is also happening, uh, there will be multiple waves, definitely. So the second wave, I don't think anybody anticipated it to be so uh, highly transmissible and highly virulent with so many people getting affected at the same time. But the third wave is will happen. But the, uh, the, the question is how uh, can we predict whether it will be as severe as the second wave or more severe or whether it will be a little muted. That's very difficult to uh, say of that. We can, uh, that is one of the reasons why uh, uh, the government of India and all the uh, people who are in the task force are trying to get as many people vaccinated as possible so that the number of susceptible or vulnerable people reduces. So then, then the chances of having a very severe uh, third wave will become uh, uh, much lesser. But also the uh, virus is constantly uh, uh, mutating and uh, becoming virulent. It all depends upon 
how the new if there is a new strain which has happened because the the second wave happened with a completely new strain which was extremely transmissible if you see the the first wave when we saw there is very it was very common for us to see uh, you know few people in the same household did not get the disease mm. while some yeah. uh, got it but in the second wave uh, practically everybody got in that household so it all depends upon if there is a new strain whether it is going to be as transmissible as the second one and whether it's going to be so severe like the second one or not so it all depends upon that and that is very difficult to uh, to predict but two things uh, one is uh, the rapidity and the coverage of vaccination will will make it much less uh and and also not to forget covid appropriate behavior in the interim period so that's very important but as long as uh, these two go hand in hand and you're able to do that i think uh, we probably will see a muted strain but looking at how uh, people are uh, very concerned about their own livelihood a uh, lot of people have forgotten about covid appropriate behaviors <laughs> so uh, it's it's anybody's guess as to how uh, things will uh, uh, come about but what we can do is uh, we can take appropriate measures for ourselves uh, vaccinate ourselves and not forget about uh, covid appropriate behavior i think if that is done i think uh, and uh, i'm sure like you said uh, if we do our part yeah. we god will take care of the rest Amen. of the things and i'm i'm sure we will be safe and sound during that period so you are not even too sure of when it can actually you really can't put a date on when it's going to peak or when it's going to start or anything like that it's difficult to predict exact time and date but uh, i'm sure we've learned a lot from uh, the way the second wave has happened and i think people have been following it up much more uh, carefully and i think a lot of uh, uh, the gene sequencing and all those things has been uh, uh, being studied of the virus itself to know whether it's a new strain or not and uh, they tracking all those things to see and predict that but uh, like we rightly said that's all part of science to predict and things of what we can do as as the common citizen of the countries to protect ourselves through uh, to the two simple things which we we have the ability and we need to take care of going to the next question how safe the children are without taking vaccination as there are predictions of third wave affecting little ones now this is really a, a like a horror movie playing out in our media doctor you have to help us understand how can parents or the caretakers prepare in advance and an additional question with that i think dr devishetty also made some comments on children going to school so is it safe for kids to go to school during this season uh, and the question is without vaccination is it safe so in in india uh, vaccination is authorized for 18 years and above right now but in the western world they've started vaccinating 12 years and above uh if you really look at the data from the first two waves not many kids were actually tested so we really do not know how many of them had the disease or did not have that and generally kids tends to be a little more asymptomatic uh, or or mildly symptomatic to be putting it that way so not many were actually tested but uh, data shows that 9 to 10% or 9 to 11% of our uh, 
the overall people who got affected were kids. But only uh, of all the people who got admitted in a hospital for treatment, maybe only 1% or uh, 1 to 3% of them were actually kids in that. So kids, uh, uh, by nature, medically, they have, you know, a paucity of uh, certain receptors, which the virus actually goes and enters into the cell, you know, and, and it starts expressing itself as the kid becomes older and adolescent. So there is an inherent uh, protection kind of a thing because of the selective nature in which the virus actually uh, attacks and enters into the body. So they are very deficient in the, the nasal pharynx and the lungs. So in general, but that does not mean the children, once they get affected, they will not get the mm -hmm. severe illness and uh, things like that. The other reason why, uh, so far, uh, one of the reasons which has been postulated by pediatrician is uh, uh, they are so, uh, uh, they have so much of frequent, the frequent respiratory viral infections uh, during the, the during their childhood, they have some kind of uh, cross immunity because oh. of that. Oh. And also the kids, uh, most of the kids have go through a very rigorous immunization therapies during their entire uh, age up to 14 years. And then there are a lot of viral. This is one of the other uh, reasons which has been postulated that maybe that is giving some kind of uh, uh, cross immunity to that. But overall, uh, it gives them some kind of uh, protection. But third wave, is it going to affect them more? It all depends upon the kind of strain that is going to affect. If the virus mutates in such a way that it's going to be selected, not selectively more uh, affecting them, then we will see that. Maybe we will see a little larger number of children coming in. That might be because the number of vulnerable adults might be actually on the much lower side okay. compared in the first and second wave because either they've got the disease through the or they've been vaccinated so okay. far. So the so even though you might see a larger number of kids might get come in, we don't know. It might happen. It might not happen at all. But we need to be taking the appropriate precautions. So the appropriate precautions is to make sure, just like the previous question, if if everybody lives in the same household, how how can we keep the household safe? I think the adults have to be yeah. uh, following all COVID behavior and vaccinating. Then you keep the kids also safe. And uh, anyway, the they, their schools are not yet opened. Their ability to go and, you know, not being under the overreaching view of the parents to whether they are following some appropriate behavior or not, will not be there in school, you yeah. know, once they start playing and other things. But some, but I think kids are very smart nowadays. And I think if you tell them, I think they, they do follow uh, rules and regulations. I think we need to... Uh, uh, teach them about COVID appropriate behavior, I think they will follow it to the best of their ability. And I think if somebody has some symptoms, I think it's better to test, make sure that you don't send them or to mingle with other people, other kids. So that's very important. When you so them. would you say it's good for parents to wait until the government gives a clear direction on this? Yeah, government will. Uh, government uh, is already taking a lot of uh, precautions and they don't want to take any chances. If you've seen the way they've cancelled these school examinations mm -hmm. and the exit exams and things like that. So they, they, they are playing, uh, they are extremely cautious. So I don't think the government is going to do anything uh, in, a, in a very irrational way unless, uh, you know, uh, there is strong evidence to say that they can go ahead and do that. There is a strong advisory task force. Every state government has got their own task force and there's a national task force 
made up of uh, experts, subject experts, and made up of, uh, and in this particular case, there are pediatricians involved in the entire thing. So I'm sure uh, uh, they're giving the right advice and the government is not doing something uh, without getting the right uh, advice on that. Uh, so uh, yes, but this, uh, this question is not something which is unique only to India. It also happens in the other countries really? as well. Yeah, in the Western world. Uh, one of the countries decided to start schools and there was a lot of parents uh, have put it on Twitter saying that uh, if the pediatrician sees my kids on a video consultation and not in an in-person consultation, how can you wow. advise us to go to That's school? So th that is something which is there. Wow. But I think, uh, uh, but if uh, the same thing in the Far East, if you look at it, uh, th there are functioning schools and then they've taken all the oh. uh, precautions and then a lot of schools are, uh, are on off and they've taken precautions and then they've done that. So there is, uh, I think we need to wait for the government to make the decisions and then we need to do that. But uh, we also have to understand uh, at some point they need to return to school. Of course. The, the, the timing is the most important. And the impact this is having yeah, on their uh, uh, social structures and their social behaviors and other things is very tremendous. And But uh, I think the important thing is safety for them. But I think this is also something which has to be kept in mind over a long period of time. We're going into the third segment of uh, Q&A. Other health-related questions. Other health-related questions, number one, is it important for all age groups, including children, to wear masks whenever they go out? And what if children are not comfortable wearing masks? So, how many days, how long, this question is very interesting, how long it may take for us to finally get rid of the mask? Uh, that's a very difficult question, how long it's going to take. Uh, yes, it is difficult. Uh, uh, we are used as uh, medical personnel to wear a mask. Or, or I, I, we can comfortably wear it for hours and hours and even for uh, continuous stretches of time without any comfortable, this one, without feeling uncomfortable about it. But I think that also got to do with the type of mask that we wear. We wear the surgical mask, which has got a very good seal and uh, good, uh, this one. But I think uh, uh, some of the other type of uh, mask which people generally use may not be that comfortable to this one and and you know it's got a lot of uh, may not you know have a good fit on the face you know so that is very important for them so i think when you wear a mask it's very important that it has to uh, stay in the right place yeah. and have a good fit for it to be effective for you because we've seen that uh, healthcare personnel even before the vaccines came in uh, we, we all worked in hospitals with just wearing masks and mm -hmm. taking simple precautions and none of us uh, were affected with the disease. Very few got affected with the disease. But when you let the guard down in the community, mm -hmm. at your homes, and when you start going around, a lot of people got uh, that, you know. So, uh, you know, people get fed up and then they invite a lot of people home and you don't know what is happening and you and lighter moments are good but uh, i think you need to take uh, certain precautions in place for so mask is good children it's difficult because uh, it is not easy for them to wear masks but i think a uh, lot of kids now are i mean most almost all kids are extremely uh, Right, I think yeah, if, you yeah. if you if you tell them the reasons, and I'm, I'm sure they will follow that. Yeah. 
I think it's a little bit of a reinforcement and things will be there. How much distance the virus can travel in the wind? How much can it travel? There are reports that virus can travel up to 18 feet. Now, whoever asked this question, you're giving me the jittery feeling. How long does this virus stay alive? So, does it stay alive longer on water? Does it stay alive shorter on the skin or on, on metallic substance? How long will it stay on plastic substance? So, is there, is there a difference um, on how long it stays alive depending on the environment? And should we use a mask even at home in case we are not vaccinated? Uh, so, the uh, virus uh, uh, spreads by droplet uh, transmission and uh, there is an element of airborne as well because uh, they found that people who have never been in close proximity to anyone have also uh, have had this. So, they could only explain by airborne. Some experiments have been done to say that uh, it can travel to so many distance and all those kinds of things. But then the bottom line is uh, whether it is droplet or airborne or this one, if you are in an unfamiliar environment, especially in the presence of other people whom you are not sure would have uh, about their, uh, you know, whether they are symptomatic or whether their uh, appropriate behaviors are there or not, you need to be very cautious about yourself and wear a mask because that will protect you from the uh, the uh, the spread of the uh, the the infection as far as the droplet uh, transmission and then settling down on on the environmental uh, this one either on plastic water or whatever it is uh, those i mean people in the first wave said you know it can stay in uh, on these plastic surfaces for uh, so many days and so many this one. Yes, but the percentage of that surviving for such a is so small, it will not really cause this one. That is why, you know, uh, uh, recently all this fogging and all these things have not been given so much of due importance like what it was done in the first initial way because all the evidence did not, does not point to that. The most important is uh, if you are in a closed space, and if there's a crowded space, you need to be very cautious because that is when, and especially if you are uh, speaking or or even having a meal, which is very close in that. So these are the situations where things can be very cautious. So that is why when we we took a lot of precautions about the staff eating areas and other things, because that is one area where everybody is yeah. very cautious and then they pull the mask down. And then uh, you, you have a lighter moment and go and you're talk, uh, talking. So these are some of the areas where you yeah. do that. So I think uh, you, you must have seen behaviors of people when they'll be wearing a mask, but when they have to speak on the phone or when they have to speak to somebody else, they pull the mask down and then they start speaking. Well, actually, they need to maintain the uh, this one. So that's very important when we look at it. So, But that's the most important thing. But if you are vaccinated, and if you are doing that, a lot of activities in the outdoor especially, it's very safe to, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the Center for Disease Control in US has started allowing people not to mask if you're vaccinated in an outdoor kind of a settings. Even certain activities in indoor also, they're saying these kinds of uh, things are allowed. But when you're inviting somebody home, I think if you're not in close proximity, if your houses are well ventilated, and if you're sure, uh, what it is, then it is uh, fine. But uh, uh, that is one of the things like you following is a very good example because 
you're not sure you meet so many people uh, every day and you have you can't keep monitoring and asking questions about this one the safest thing is to protect ourselves by just keeping yeah. the mask on so that i think that's yeah i i i wear the mask every day in church yeah the, the two reasons one is of course to be careful but the greater reason i i do that is because i feel that there may be people who like to observe what i do and i would like to encourage through my example in a right direction so that's also something that i'm careful so this 18 feet and all is not really a concern right you need to maintain uh, in a crowded environment in an unfamiliar environment in the presence of people whom you have no idea what is happening i think uh, it is safe to keep a, a rough distance and maintain all the covid appropriate behavior but uh, if you are asked to go to office and work and if you know that the other person is also vaccinated and uh, you know yes you need to keep wearing the mask but then you also know that uh, you know you are in in a better company than somebody whom you have no idea what's happening about you know so thank you so the, very much thank you pastor for having me <laughs> it was so nice talking yeah. when will this pandemic end from the medical point of view should we believe that this pandemic is really the result of a biochemical war or a world war initiated from china a lot of people came at a very late stage and you know and uh, that is something which went against them and that is one of the reasons why uh, some of them lost their lives because of that or they had a very crippling kind of a illness i mean in addition to burnout physical burnout i think uh, getting to see something like this as uh, affects uh, some of them way way beyond uh, you can actually imagine Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I believe that you are blessed. Please connect with us for prayer or counseling. Please do call us or visit our website or visit us. The details are given in the description. We'll be glad to serve you. Do subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to encourage you in your journey in Christ. Please do share it with your friends too by clicking the share button. We are praying for you. God has great plans for your life. Thanks again for participating listening. God bless you.